0: Welcome, everybody, to a new edition of the Backdoor Cover Ivy Sports Weekly Gambling Podcast. I am your host, Keith Fleming. With me normally is my co host and expert capper, Alan, aka Actively Lazy, aka Ivy Jesus. But full discretion, we are having issues. We recently uh, it's got a new recording software to use. And, man, we did almost 50 minutes on, uh, he talked about soccer, horses, and then this golf tournament, and it didn't record. Uh, And I don't know what happens when it drops it. We're trying to figure that out. But I did want to go ahead and just preview the golf tournament because we've been gone for so long. Alan, as you know, has small children, so, you know, it's late. He can't be doing that. He's got his son jumping in his bed. He said it's bedtime So, I'm going to go through this. Don't worry, I am going to post the podcast. And then, when Alan does his official cap, he is going to repost the podcast and put his picks on there. And also, I just know because we just went through this, some of the guys that he really likes and things that you need to look out for for this venue. So, before we officially start, I just want to remind everyone the IB uh, Sports podcast feed is available on iTunes. Spotify, and Anchor. Please be sure to subscribe to be notified of all new podcasts from the IB Network. We'd also love it if you would rate and review. Five stars, kind reviews, please only. Finally, you can follow IB Sports on Twitter and Instagram or join the Facebook group that has over 4,000 members. Facebook group has a premium membership that allows you to post without it being approved by an admin. You can be commissioner for the day, levy fines, receive free gambling picks from... Our gambling guru Alan, and much much more. Um, we will do the part that we did at the beginning again next week because Alan did just an amazing ten minute <sighs> breakdown of horse racing and how he has literally looking for every horse race in the world during this period. And it's actually been doing really well. He's also talking about, I believe, the Preakness is the first one. It's normally the Kentucky Derby coming up at this time, but because the schedule is messed up, he gave some of his favorite horses for that. We will do that for the next podcast next week. But, again, I just wanted to do a preview so we have that recorded. Uh, Last week, the PGA Tour got started back. Finally, huge success, the Charles Schwab Challenge at the Colonial Country Club huge uh, ratings uh, I think it was uh, four times what the audience was for the same event at this time last week I'm not sure if it was the exact same venue and event or if it was just week to week or you know year over year numbers but Daniel Berger ended up winning a loaded leaderboard and a playoff versus Colin Marcauille. Uh hateful lip outs was the theme down the stretch as Xander Shoffley and The jacked-up Bryson DeChambeau were a group of four guys that finished one shot back. Xander had a a really bad lip out on 17 that ended his tournament, and unfortunately for him, they had just said, as they always do a hole or two earlier, he had not missed a putt inside of seven feet all week. Hateful lip out. Colin Morikawi also did not get into a second playoff hole when he had a really brutal lip out. Uh, to extend the playoff. But Berger wins, and ironically, Berger has won three times on tour. All three of the dates and different years have followed in between the days of June 10th and June 15th. So he really likes that week. But the tour is moving on. Uh, They were going to be at the RBC Heritage this week. It's Harbortown Golf Links in Hilton Head, South Carolina. It's another huge field, 156 players. You got a majority of the field from last week coming this week. Uh, Rory McIlroy's first appearance here since 2009. You have John Rom, Justin Thomas, Bruce Kepka, and Dustin Johnson. So you have the top five in the world, and you have 18 of the top 25 players. Um, this course, Town, is about 7,100 yards. It's a par 71, designed by Pete Dye. It is just the textbook example of what you call a target golf track where you have to hit a good ball off the tee. You have to drive it straight. There's not going to be a lot of drivers, a lot of fairway woods and irons off the tee. This is not a bomber's paradise. Not only do you have to drive it straight, you have to drive it in the right position. There's a lot of dog legs to where you want to be on the left side of the fairway to attack the green or the right side of the fairway. Uh, they're not going to be at Obama. You will not see Bryson DeChambeau hit 50 drives of 350 yards like he did last week. Uh, This course, you you have to play it strategically. The past winners demonstrate that. C.T. Pan won in 2019 over Matt Kuchar at 12-under. Satoshi Kadera, sorry, I know I butchered his name, won in 2018 at 12-under over Siwoo Kim. Wesley Bryan in 2017 won at 13-under over Luke Donnell. Brandon Grace at 9 under over Luke Donald and Russell Knox, Jim Furyk in 2015 at 18 under over Kevin Kisner, Matt Kuchar in 2014 at 11 under over Luke Donald, and then Graham McDonald in 2013 at 9 under over Webb Simpson. As you can see from that list of players, none of those guys are even what you would remotely call a bomber. Something interesting that happened this week Rory McElroy is, again, the betting favorite. He was at around 10 to 1. His odds have actually gone down a little bit to where you can get him at 12 to 1. I'm not really sure what the reasoning for that is because the field is actually uh, – well, I guess it does make a little sense because the field is technically a little bit stronger. It's very similar but just slightly stronger than last week. So I guess that would make sense while they went from 10 to 1 to 12 to 1. But I will say that Rory's 12 to 1, Justin Thomas 16 to 1, Deschambeau 16 to 1, Rahm is 18 to 1. Those are your big top four. Everybody else is 20 to 1 or lower. Uh, you know, Alan talked about when we did the podcast earlier that did not record that Rory McIlroy has a tendency to bounce back. And he was in a good position on Sunday to make a move and potentially win the tournament. It's been the first time in quite some time that we saw him go the other way. We remember he had struggles of this last year, but he has had a, I think, a streak of seven or eight top fives before this. Uh, you know, falter on Sunday. I really like him as a top five play. Alan said he did not hate him as a winner play because Rory does tend to bounce back after bad performances. That next group of guys, and again, I probably would recommend and Allen agreed with this, the value for these top four, the McElroy, Thomas, DeChambeau, and rom is really not there with the field and the kind of venue you have, but if you if you really want to take one of these guys, I don't like DeChambeau or Rom. neither does Allen, because both are pretty temperamental players, this is not the kind of venue or course that a hothead normally succeeds at, so I don't like those guys. I do like Justin Thomas at 16-1. to 1. I would not bet him to win. I would probably pick him for a top five, uh, but Justin has been, he, he was pretty angry last week, and but his game was close. He was not that off, but his anger did not match it. I kind of remember that to the point, and I believe it was 2019, shortly before he won his first major, where he was kind of going through some struggles. People were asking, what is wrong with Justin Thomas? He was very angry, even though he was close. And then next thing you know, I think he won like three out of seven events. So Justin Thomas might have that look in his eye. The, the next group is actually a really interesting group. You have, these are all guys that are 20 to one through We'll go 33 to one. You have Xander Shoffley at 20 to one. Kalamar Kawi 25 to one. Patrick Reed 28 to one. Justin Rose 30 to one. Hideki Matsuyama 30 to one. Webb Simpson 30 to one. Sung J M 33 to one. And Jordan Spieth 33 to one. Uh, I mean, honestly, you can pick your guys here. Xander Shoffley at 20 to one. The only thing I would worry about, and me and Alan talked about this. He has not seemed to be able to close lately. He's close a lot, but just can't seem to get over the hump. He can't seem to hold the big putt. It seems like he's burning edges at all the wrong times. Again, if you're asking me, if you like Xander, I think that the top five probably you have a better chance of getting a return on investment than taking him straight up to win, but that's up to you. Colomar Cowley was arguably the most impressive guy on the field last week. He's been incredible since he's came on tour, extremely consistent. He's kind of the first guy at 25-1 to that I would be okay putting money on. I wouldn't personally. Patrick Reed, he struggles off the tee. He's not going to have to hit driver, and that will help him out. He's a great scrambler, obviously, pretty good iron player. And Reed's in, in pretty good form recently at 28 to 1. Justin Rose has had some history at this course, and obviously he had a good performance last week. This course is tailor made for guys like Hideki Matsuyama and Webb Simpson, who are both just incredible ball strikers. If they have good putting weeks, they have a great chance. I like both of those guys at 30 to 1. And then some at 33 to 1. I think you should be playing them as a top 10 or top 20 pretty much every week until you see otherwise, because, I mean, he is just incredible. His last three starts are a 10th, a 3rd, and a 1st. He had a stretch where he was in the top 20. I think it was like 9 out of 11 events last year. He's so consistent. I, I wouldn't mind taking a chance on him to win here. It's a very similar venue to the Honda Open, where he obviously finally broke through and did get his win. The the one that doesn't make any sense is Jordan Spieth at 33-1. to Man, we had some good laughs at this. Me and Allen both really like are to the point where we're rooting for Jordan Spieth. I mean, it, it's hard to remember a guy in his prime with this success having this fall because David Duvall did not win three majors. Ian Baker Finch did not win three majors. And it's not like he has the putting yips or those injuries, which both of those guys had. But they had kind of reached a top level, of, you know, the golf profession and then just sort of fell off. Speeth at 33 to 1 is ridiculous. I don't, I don't understand it. You look at the guys just behind him Gary Woodland, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, Matt Kuchar. Speeth cannot put together four good rounds. Do not take the bait. He does not need to be there at 33 to 1. So the group that both me and Alan really liked and what i would recommend people listening to this if you're going to pick a winner or winners uh this week gambling purposes wise that 35 to 1 to 50 to 1 range. You got Gary Woodland who we know is always great at a ball striker course. So he's going to be able to hit that stinger two iron on hole after hole. You're getting 40 to 1 on Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka. DJ he's putting really bad right now but He's one of the best ball strikers in the world. He's one of the best players in the world. You're getting him 40 to 1. He has some experience on this venue. Kepka does not have a lot of experience on this venue, but he's kind of trending in the right direction. And I just see Kepka being the kind of dude that he's going to, you know, see, or so one of his buddies is going to text him, you're 40 to 1 this week. I could see that pissing him off. I really actually like Brooks Kepka at 40 to 1. Matt Couture at 45 to 1. Kucher, his last six starts here, has a second, 23rd, 11th, 9th, 5th, and his win six years ago. Again, you are 45 to 1 for Kucher, but you can get Speed, who has not won in over two years now, at 33 to 1. Kucher is a great play. Kevin Kisner at 50 to 1. He has three top 11s in his last three starts here. This is a tailor made course for Kevin Kisner. And then Terrell Hatton also at fifty to one. I know Allen. He did not officially say he's picking Terrell Hatton, but I would be shocked if he does not have Terrell Hatton. That's either his winner or his uh, runner-up pick. Terrell has a wonderful track record in courses like this. Um, underneath that, there's some guys that if you want to take a flyer, Victor Hovland has been one of the better ball strikers on tour since he's joined particularly with proximity to the hole. So that could be an interesting play. I really like uh, Joel Dominus a top 20, and I'm going to give my official picks at the end of this. But he's 80-1. to He's got three straight top 20s on tour, not to mention he finished 16th at this venue last year. He has the kind of game that should fit this golf course. And then the guy that I really liked and me and Alan argued about this and I totally understand it. Bubba Watson at 80 to one Bubba has had a really good 2020, uh, before, obviously there was a break on tour. He was playing very well. He already had a win. He finished seventh last week coming back on a course that he was not expected to play well on. And this is a course that you have to work the ball both ways, which Bubba can do. And I just feel like at 80 to one, the other people at 80 to one are Billy Horschel, Joel Dahlman, Shane Lowry, Louis Oosthuizen, Ian Poulter, and then just below that, Brian Harmon, Rafael Cabrera Bello, Sergio Garcia. I just think Bubba Watson is a great value at 80 to one in that spot. So those are just kind of the going through the field real quick. I'm going to give you just the the guys that I'm leaning to are official picks that I'm leaning to. And then again, we are going to post this in the group, and then Alan will cap it officially tomorrow and then repost it and also include his pick. so you guys not only will have this breakdown that I gave right here, but also Alan's official pick since he is the gambling guru of these two, although I have had a good run myself. I had last week Patrick Reed at plus 320 for a top 10 and Sungju M uh, for a top 10 at plus 350. So the guys that I'm looking at right now for the winner, I like Webb Simpson at 30 to 1. His last six starts here, he has three top 11s, four top 20s. He has a great uh the perfect game for this venue and obviously he's had success here. Sam M. I talked about that there's no need to go of that at 33 to 1. Brooks Kepke at 40 to 1, I talked about that. Matt Kuchar at 45 to 1. Again, his last six starts here 2nd, 23rd, 11th, 9th, 5th, and a win. Kucher plays this venue very well. His game fits it, and he's not in bad form. I like Kevin Kisner at 50-1. to one. Three top 11s, his last three starts here. Kisner is going to win this event one day. I, I can almost guarantee you that. His game is so tailor-made for it. I like Victor Hovland and Bubba Watson as my kind of two flyers. Victor's at 66-1. Bubba is at 80 to 1. So, for the top 10 plays, I like Luke Donnell at 14 to 1. He has six top threes in 10 tries here. Let me rephrase that. I will say in his last two starts, it has not gone very well, but he's playing a little better as of late or was before the break. But six top threes, not top tens. He's finished second or third and including his wins six times in the last decade here. You're getting 14 to 1 odds. I love that. Kevin Stroman is also at 14 to 1 for a top 10. He finished sixth and seventh in his last two stops here. I have hit before on venues on this podcast giving picks on guys that have had top 10s at a venue two years in a row. And you know, I'm just sitting there going, they've done it twice. Can they do it a third time, especially for those kind of odds? 14 to 1 with a guy that has that kind of track record here. So I'm going to take that. And they've hit before, hopefully, it'll hit again. You can get Kisner at 11 to 2. Again, I think he's just so good for this course. And with him being 50 to 1, I'm going to double down and also do the top 10 at 11 to 2. And then my long shot for the top 10 is Matthew Naismith at 20 to 1. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you guys. This is off of stuff that I read and have listened to from other experts. I know his game fits the golf course well. I don't really know why else so many are so high on him, but 21 for a top 10, and I've heard his name mentioned now three times in the last two days. I'm going to give that pick as well. Then for the top 20s, I have Joel D- Damon at 7-2 to two to top 20. He finished 16th here last year, so he has played the course. That was his first trip around. In his last three starts, he has finished in the top 20 in all of them. He is a great iron player, great at both proximity to the hole and approach. That's what we talked about when we were talking about the guys that should succeed here. So 7-2, to two, those are good odds. Russell Knox in the top 20 for 17-2 to two odds. He missed the cut in 40th in his last two starts here. Full discretion, but again... He had a pretty good track record before that. His four previous starts were 11th, 2nd, 18th, and 9th. That was four straight top 20s. You know, to me, that's, again, that's the kind of trend and past odds that I'm going to take a shot at when you're getting 17-2 to odds. I also locked Doc Redman at 11-1 to top 20 and Siwoo Kim at 8-1. He's not played here in two years. But in his two previous tries in 2018 and 2017, he finished second and 14th, which I believe were his only two trips here. So again, if a guy has a second and a 14th in his two trips to this venue and you're getting eight to one on him to do a top 20, I really like that play. But again, I would just recommend, and Alan said the same thing, don't go heavy on the top guys this week. And if you are and you really love one of them, you probably should do a top five play because it's just I find it hard to believe that one of those top four players in the, with the you know lowest odds is going to end up winning this week. When you look at the names that have won at this venue, none of those guys are anything remotely like the guys that have success here. Not to mention they don't have a lot of experience on this track. They're only playing it because of obviously the big gap and layoff in the middle of the season. Other than that, uh, we are again going to post Allen's official cat picks when we post the podcast. I'm going to post it tonight, but then we'll post it again tomorrow with Allen's cat picks. Again, please be sure to follow the IB Sports podcast feed. You not only will hear this backdoor cover podcast, the gambling podcast, we have the team turnbuckle podcast, the wrestling podcast twice a week with myself and O Tinsley, the RC report with the Presidente of IB Sports, R.C. Carlton, and many, many more podcasts that you would enjoy. Please be sure, again, to follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Join the group in Facebook. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. We'd love a rate and review. And I promise you, next week, we will be back. We are going to figure out these recording issues, but me and Alan will be back for another edition of the Backdoor Cover And I promise you, I'm going to make Alan once again give the breakdown that he did on horse racing and soccer. It just was amazing to hear a guy who spent so much time, energy, research on horse racing and European soccer. So you can only imagine what he puts into his golf picks, his NBA picks, his Major League Baseball picks. It's why he's the best. So. This is Keith Fleming with, sadly, without his partner, Alan, a.k.a. Actively Lazy, a.k.a. Ivy for the first backdoor cover since our little hiatus. We will be back next week. I hope you guys the best of luck this week on your picks, and it's going to be a fun golf tournament. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.